Intentionally Disruptive is brought to you by Microbe Formulas. Creating solutions that work is what we do. Restoring hope and health is who we are. Visit Microbe Formulas online at microbeformulas.com. A podcast about life. I mean, that's a struggle, I think, with every single day. Are we good enough? Everything it can throw at you. The only person that can make us happy is ourselves. Real people talking about life's real issues. Oh, yeah, there we go. This is Intentionally (laughs) Disruptive with Shauna McNeil. Our series this month is called It's All a Bunch of Hocus Pocus. We are getting into the spooky season. And we have not, we've yet to be scared, really. Like, I think this entire series, this is what, episode three of the series, and... I've yet to get goosebumps or be terrified of anything. I was hoping that I'd go home with nightmares. Not really. I wasn't hoping I'd go home with nightmares after we did these episodes. But so far, we have covered the scariest story ever told. We've talked about fears. Now, this week, we're going to hear some ghost stories. Andrew is joining us virtually to share his ghost encounters. I guess he's had quite a few. Now, here's the thing. The podcast team, they've heard all of Andrew's stories. And this happened, I guess, during the booking process with him. Now, I'm completely in in the dark. I have no idea what Andrew is about to tell me. So Andrew, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. And I think maybe after these stories, you, you may may have a little tough time sleeping. But it's weird because when we created this series, we're like, okay, what are we going to do for October? Obviously, it makes sense to be spooked, right? And then we mm-hmm. kicked it off with the scariest story ever told. And it was a dud. Like it was the worst story ever told. There was zero... Uh, spookiness about it. It was uh, really confusing. It just, you know, was kind of dumb. And then we go into fears, which is more like phobias and things like that. So I'm like, wow, we're not really getting into the spooky side of things. So I'm glad you're joining us to share share your story. So I guess go ahead and spook me. What do you got? Sure. So uh, I've got a couple. It started at a, a very young age for me. So I grew up in Massachusetts, uh, south of Boston, little, um, you know, local farm town. And my family, we were living in an original house and they were building uh, a new home. And I was about eight years old at this time. And the land, you know, we were told it was, you know, very old farmland. You know, there was still some old structure um, on the property that you could see. I mean, we're, you know, we're dating back to like 16, 1700s. So, um, one day while I was over there with my parents, you know, just playing the dirt and running around the land, I come across deep into the woods, this old, like concrete structure. Now, today, as I know it, it's actually an old graveyard. Okay, for the the old property owners or whatever, uh, whoever may have lived there. So I was playing on this, you know, again, I'm eight years old, not really thinking too much of it. You're playing on the dead people? Yeah, I, I guess so, yeah. Oh, okay, you know? yeah, okay. Uh, and uh, as once we got to the stage where we can move into the home, I started having some, some really weird encounters, you know, again, as a very young child. So I was having these, like, violent, violent nightmares. And, I mean, every single night, like clockwork, screaming, my, my parents, um, and... As these started to progress and get get worse, um, I started having these strange encounters with these nightmares where I'd be waking up and I, and I couldn't move. I'd be like paralyzed in my bed and couldn't scream, couldn't shout. And the room, it, it was, oh, 
the room would like go into tunnel vision. So like the door, you know, which was typically like eight, 10 feet away from my bed, you know, moved 50, 100 plus feet. Like it had just like kept going like this endless tunnel. Um, and I was terrifying as a, as a young boy. Now, these nightmares kept occurring for several months. One night, same event happens, waking up paralyzed in my bed. And I feel, I kid you not, I feel a hand that has about four fingers, very long. Only four fingers? Okay. Touching the top of my head. <clears throat> now, this proceeded to happen well through my teenage years, till about 12, 13 years old, and to the point where we ended up having to get someone to come and do an energy clearing of the house, found a medium. Um, it was absolutely haunted. I'm not really sure, you know, if it was a um, just an angry spirit, malevolent, so forth. But uh, it it terrorized me for years. Good- so, do you think they were like punishing you for for playing on their on their like, grave site, or I don't I don't know. Like, did you did they go and do did you do any like history like research on on the graveyard or the families? Like, what did you find out? We, so we couldn't. You couldn't read the stones. They were totally decrepit, right? Like there, there was no information to actually see. Um, it ended up being an old tomb. Um, so, you know, probably several family members, generations were buried there. Again, the land goes back to like, you know, mid 1640s. Um, so yeah, couldn't, couldn't find any other really additional information out. But even to this day, when I go back to my parents' house, I am spooked. Wait, they, they, is... they still live in the house? Oh, yeah. They still what? Live in the... yep. No. Like, I mean, because this started, what, when you were eight years old? And it, and it feels yep. like it started the moment you started playing on the, on, around the graveyard area, right? Like on, the, on, the, on the headstones? Correct. And so eight years old until, what, 12, 13, you said? Correct. I mean, to this day, like, I... I I don't feel right in the house. Like there, there are specific spots, especially in my bedroom. There's a back bedroom. And then we have like a den that is just heavy, kind of dark energy. Like I, I just don't like going up there. This is almost like an insidious moment, right? Like the insidious movie. I don't know if you've ever watched any of those yep. movies. I mean, I'm sure those probably are trigger city for you, but like how on earth, like I cannot believe your parents even stayed in the house. I mean, even after hiring a medium and, and going through and doing energy cleanse, what, what did they all say when they went in, when they came into the house and were they picking up on anything? What did they, what was the feedback? Again, going, this is going back a long time. So my memory may not be as as precise. Um, but it, it was definitely, you know, an, an angry spirit. Um, there was more than one in the home and, you know, again, my family, they're a little, little old school. I don't know if they quite believe in this stuff. And I think over, over time, my mom's kind of grown on it a little bit more. Um, but we constantly see like orbs in the house. There's still orbs in like pictures, you know, when she'll send me a picture from, from within the home, uh, we just saw one literally last weekend, uh, multiple orbs in a photo that she sent to us from the house. So definitely some very creepy, creepy energy in that 
in that childhood home for sure. Now let's go back to the four fingers. Like what? Like what did you? When you opened your eyes, you see anything? What? What happened? I I felt it right. So then yeah. this was an event that happened several times. It would either touch my shoulder or again, no like way, top of my head. So you know, you think about an eight-year-old boy, even 10, 11 years old, and it's you know pretty much encapsulating my entire head. Like it's a fairly large hand, you know, not. I would say at this point, like not human. And that's what, that's what it felt like. And while I was a child, that was one of the reoccurring nightmares that kept happening is that I'd have this creepy, um, you know, inhuman thing in my room, terrorizing me. Oh my gosh. Oh my creepy. Yeah, no, I couldn't even imagine. So when you left the house, uh, I, you said, what, it stopped at 12, 13 years old? Yeah. I mean, again, like, it, I never felt right in the home and still don't today. Um, but that sort of, once we did the clearing, you know, did the sage, brought a medium in, it it got better. But the I- house. And that's good to know because, you know, people who do have this type of issue, you know, you always wonder because you see in the movies the sage, you know, being burnt in the house and and the, you know, energy clearing. You're like, does that really work? And in your case, it it helped at least. It improved. Oh, yeah. It absolutely helps. Like it – it's so – you think – right. You think that it's kind of, you know, too woo-woo-wee, hocus-pocus-y, right? Uh, But it absolutely works and – the next, the next two ghost stories I have are, are probably infinitely more um, disturbing. Oh, so it gets worse. So like, okay, this is this is your childhood, and then the, yep. the whole ghost encounters follow you through your adulthood. So what do you got next? Because that first so, one was terrible. <laughs> that was so, terrible. Um, so I, I went to school in North Carolina for college, and. Uh, the first house that I lived on or lived in off campus was this like old kind of farmhouse craftsman. And, you know, in the Carolinas, there's a lot of farmland and where we were was very rural, um, not a lot there. And I lived there with four other guys. So, you know, the house was, it was a college house, right? It was in rough shape and, and all that other kind of stuff, but it was home for us. And we started having some like bizarre things happening, Um, you know, chalk it up to, we had, you know, again, there's four other guys there. We had um, two dogs. Like there was a lot of, you know, just general activity in the house. One day I came home from classes early. Nobody's in the house. Okay. And I hear this weird sort of like running or scuffling on the roof so i'm like hmm that's that's weird kind of run go outside so we had like a little farmer's porch went out the front door and kind of looked outside nothing there no squirrels no birds um nothing so go back inside hear the same exact thing it's kind of scuffling and, and running um, on the roof. So I run back outside again and, and go further out to the into the front of the yard to see if I can see anything on, on the roof. There is 
nothing there. I'm like, hmm, that's that's weird. So I kind of just go back in, go about my day. About a few hours later, hear the same sound. And again, I am the only person in the house. So at this point, I'm like pretty determined. All right, I'm sitting out on the porch and gonna see what's going on, right? And I, I proceeded to sit out there for, I don't know, probably about an hour or so, nothing. Then I heard some commotion inside, right? So like, again, people walk in, footsteps in the house. So I run inside, I'm like, what is, what is happening here? Like, am I, am I losing it? Um, nothing's in the house, okay? <laughs> so you're just going back and forth, inside, outside, inside, outside. Inside out, right? I'm Are like, you sure those ghosts from your childhood didn't jump in your body and follow you around? I mean, it just, I don't yeah. know. It's so strange. So, so fast forward, like, a couple weeks later, all right, again, I'm alone in the house. Um, same, same sound I'm hearing. Again, go outside, perfectly clear, sunny day. No animals, no squirrels, nothing. And I, this time again, I sit outside. Like, you know what? What is going on here? And out of the corner of my eye, I see what looks like some sort of figure no, climb no, the no. hole and and crawl up onto the roof. Oh dear God! So, like that was. You know, that was weird. Like, is it my peripheral vision? Is there, you know, maybe my the sunlight hit me weird? Like, you start you start what? analyzing, like, what did I just see? Was it right? a human did, figure or just, uh, just a figure? Like, what, what, I mean, what did it look like? Like a small, transparent sort of figure out, out of my peripheral vision. Uh, okay. Right? Didn't catch a good, good glimpse, but a smaller figure. Um, so I, I go inside. Got spooked, right? Call my roommates. Like, hey, you know, you guys got to come home. Something something weird is happening in this house, right? And, you know, a little bit of time passes again, say like a week, two weeks. So we start doing a little bit of research on the home and the land. And we, what we come to find out is is the home and the land, there was like a, um, a bad fire, you know, back in the 1800s. And it was a family, so um, father and two children. That their their farm had burnt down, and they they died in in the fire. So um, this was interesting to us to find out. We're like, hmm, okay. Well, did any of them shimmy up poles and stuff on the side of the house? I mean, was that one of their talents? Because I mean, that's what happened, right? With the with yeah, the, yeah. Okay, okay. It gets weird. It gets oh, pretty. Weird. It gets so, weird. Okay. So, um, one day we're, we're sitting in the family room. It's just the four of us. Okay. And again, this is like sun, sunny day on a Saturday. And all of a sudden, my roommate, Mark says, did you guys just see that? I'm like, see, see what? Th- there's a, there's a man sitting in the corner of the room. Oh my gosh. We're like, no. Then <laughs> I go revert back to like, saw, right? A month yeah, or so. yeah. Like, 
something you know that potentially a childlike figure right crawling up the the beam up onto the roof and you know we're like mark i don't know are you have you like been drinking today like what's <laughs> what's, what's going on are you okay you know you start again you start kind of processing like what this person's trying to see and getting giving them a hard time and lo and behold all three of us see the same figure. Oh my gosh. Owner of the room, but this time there are his little boy and a little <sighs> dressed full on like late 1800s, early 1900s apparel. Um, and we, we tended to have more experiences with them over the next several months. Um, they were they were happy ghosts um they they weren't you know uh tormenting us but there was a lot of activity when it came to like and again the constant running on the roof the yeah. uh, hearing children laughter um so we we had a rethink and we're like all right we got to get out of this house <laughs> <laughs> this is you know this is great this is a nice experience but you know we got to look for for something else because this is you know it's kind of taking a toll on us right like you have a hard time sleeping um, you see ghost babies running around yeah like yeah, yeah. and old-timey clothes yeah so we find this house a few miles away okay um really like kind of a remote remote spot off um our campus like tons of land you know, at this point, we had dogs. Um, and we're like, all right, this this seems like a good spot. But we also come to find out, like, you know, why why is everybody moving? Like, why are you moving out of this home, right? Um, and a, a couple of the guys were just like, ah, you know, we want to be closer to campus. You know, they just seemed a little a little bothered by it, right? Like. And just couldn't wait to to get out of the home, so like that's that's kind of weird. But hey, we're we were super psyched. It's a much bigger house, um, you know. Again, we had space for the dogs, and it was seemed like a good move. But it right? sounds like where you're going wrong, you're sticking with the rural areas. Like it seems like you need to get out of that side of town and get into the city closer. Yeah, right. Um, well, you know where we were, just like yeah, there wasn't wasn't much room for for option, um, being that it was just totally in the middle of nowhere sort of campus. But, um, so we move in, we move into this house and that weekend as we're kind of getting all together, one of the, the guys that was living there came to me, saw him at a party. He was like, Hey, look, you know, I, I heard you just moved into the house. He had moved out. And, um, coincidentally, he was staying in the same room I was. He's like, look. Oh, great. He's like, look, I, I don't, you know, I don't know how to say this to you, but there's some really weird stuff happening in that house. And I mean, I'm getting goosebumps right now still just thinking about. Oh, my thinking gosh. About. So we, like, what do you, you know, like, what do you mean weird stuff? He's like, look, so we, we you know, we heard a, a rumor from, from our landlord that, you know, the person that used to own this home, um, you know, was like seriously mentally ill and, and deranged and ended up, um, 
taking his own life with a shotgun. Oh my gosh. So let me get this straight. You have in childhood, you have four finger monster guy. And then you move to your first college house. Then you have uh, a father uh, and two kids, two small children in old timey clothes, just like sliding up and down the house, basically on the roof. And now you have mentally ill guy that you're about to embark on. Correct. Okay. Jeez. We're touching the spectrum. (laughs) This is, this is terrible. I feel so bad for you. So I'm like, all right, you know, that's, that's terrible. Like, you know, you think about the the person and like the suffering, right? And like, all right, you know, well, that's weird, but you know, we're happy to be here. We we need to be here. We don't have any other place to go. I'd go back to the old timey clothes guy and the kids. I'd go yeah. back to the old place. It sounds like it'd be a much better spot for you. So we started having some very strange activity in this house. Um, the showers turning on faucets turning on um, doors opening constant knocking on the walls I mean this is 24 hours a day like straight up 24 hours a day so one night we're we're all asleep in our rooms and we hear you know again a very loud banging sound coming from uh, the central part of the house. So that's where the kitchen is. Um, there's a family room behind it. And we all get up because it's, I mean, it's loud, like really loud. And we all get up. We're standing there in the kitchen, kind of like looking at each other. Just like, Did you hear that? Yeah, we, you know, I heard that. We all heard it. Um, and next thing we know, the cabinets to the kitchen. I mean, not just one, not just two, all of them. Drawers all, all flying open. Like, <laughs> my God. Guys, like, scaring the living heck out of us. So, we see this. Pack you know, your bags we, and move out. We all like, what What did we, you know, you, you have a hard time processing this when you see this. And like, what am I... What am I witnessing, you know? It sounds like this is like your norm at this point. I, I, I'm, I'm surprised you guys are even shocked the way your your luck has gone. Yeah, I mean, when you hear like <laughs> weird, like when it's an old house, you're kind of like, yeah, maybe it's the pipes, you know, maybe it's the foundation settling. But like when you're seeing, you know, hey, I, I didn't turn that faucet on. Did you turn that faucet on? Like, you know, showers, like that's, that's yeah. kind of level weirdness you yeah know? i mean andrew i'm gonna be honest i'm really glad that you didn't do this interview in person i don't want whatever you got following you coming over here to me <laughs> this is horrifying it sounds like i mean it, this is terrifying everywhere you go it's like it's following you um so you know we we're all a little spooked rough night of sleep right next next morning kind of get up and regather our thoughts we're all exhausted from from the night before you know fast forward it must have been like three, four nights later. Same loud bang. Same. We all wake up. All go out in the kitchen. <clears throat> and this time, you know, the cabinets aren't just flying open. There's bowls. There's plates. There's cups. And there's silverware flying across the room. Oh, my gosh. Just absolutely terrifying. Okay. Um, so our first instinct, all of us, we'd be like quickly, 
grab um, grab our animals and run into the family. Get out of the house, everybody. Like, get out of the house. We're, we're in, we're kind of congregated in, in one spot, right? And just like, what, what is, what is happening? Um, you know, and you keep hearing these, these knocks and, and as we're in this family room, this is like a, it's a big room. There was, I mean, I can still picture it today. There was lots of like comfortable chairs and couches that we just had kind of set up everywhere. And as we're all in that room, kind of talking like, all right, what, what do we do guys? Like, do we, do we get out of here? Like, yes, this is, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning. Like, where do you go? Anywhere but there. So there is a very large couch that all of a sudden moves. Like, I, I can't even explain it to this day, but like, just like it was a feather, just picked itself up and threw itself to the only entrance and exit that we could get out of that room. Please so tell me my, you left after that. So my, my roommate, Jamie, quickly, you know, gets gets one of the windows open. We're, we're scrambling here, right? So we're trying to get out of the window, trying to throw the dogs out, out the window. And again, this is just- Oh, you threw the dogs out the window? Well, it's the first story, Oh, dear right? God, okay. It's a ramp. Hopefully unharmed? No, no. It's, okay. It's not... Okay, I mean, you just described it with just a little extra. I thought maybe you threw them out the window. The guy, okay, yeah. So you got, every, so, you got everybody out, the, out out of the house. We got everybody And out. animals. And animals, that those were important. And we got in a car, we got in one of the cars and drove down the street um, and, you know, banging on our friend's door to like, hey, please let us in, please let us in. And so we stayed there. Thank goodness, because you guys are starting to make me angry. Like, just you, get, you kept staying in the house. All these things were happening. You would not leave. So I'm glad you're at a friend's house now. So we stayed, you know, we stayed there for, for that night and, you know, went back the next day. Oh, had to, man. Have to get your, you know, get your clothes. Yeah. Your books and laptop and whatever else. And things were okay for, for a couple couple days, you know, maybe even a week or two. And then, you know, what next weekend comes, we're all just having kind of a good time. Or uh, had you know some friends over, girlfriends are staying overnight, and that same loud bang starts happening. Here we go right? again, yeah. So we're like, you know, what is what's going on? And there was there was a pot that was on the sink uh, or on the stove. Okay, um, there was nothing nothing in it. Okay, there, so there's no reason for you know um, anything to be cooking. Right, like we weren't using it, and all of a sudden, there is like a very large kitchen fire occur. Okay, so now we're oh, Andrew, get the fire extinguisher. You know, again, we're getting everybody out of the house, throwing the dogs out the window. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're getting the dogs out the front door this time because we can get out. It, it just got it got really bizarre at that point. So like, and we don't have any place to go. Like we were looking for houses. This continues. You know, we're continuing to stay there. Um, obviously, had to do some fumigation for the fire. That was pretty bad. 
Um, so we couldn't stay there for, you know, a couple of days. Um, you know, the, the, the fire department was like, we have no explanation as to why this would have started fire. Like there's no, there's no cooking oil, there's no grease. There's no reason for that pot to have caught fire. Um, so we thought that was kind of interesting. And as we're trying to get like integrated back into the home, okay, again, we're hearing all those knocks again. So one of my, one of my roommates took it upon himself to go to, um, you know, one of the hardware stores and we got a bunch of bungee cords and bungee corded the entire kitchen. So all the cabinets, all the drawers, like you can't get in them, right? Like we tied everything up. They couldn't be opened unless, you know, you take the bungee cords and the ropes apart, et cetera. And we're like, all right, let's see what happens, right? If this is all, if we can't physically take this apart without, you know, multiple hands, um, this may be a, a telling sign. So, you know, again, a few nights go by, everything seems to be okay. You know, again, woken up with the same loud, same loud knock. And we all go out into the, into the kitchen and see the bungee cords are totally taken apart. Oh my. Cabinets are flying. And then that's our kind of like, all right, I, we, at that point we had two of the four guys move out, straight up moved out. Now I'm still in the house. Oh man, Andrew, come on. Now I'm still in the house and I'm there one day, you know, we'll fast forward again. So I'm there one day by myself and all of a sudden I'm with my dog, Tucker, and I'm hearing that bang again. So this room that I was in, I mean, it's a, it's a big room. It's got to be like 20 by 30. Like it's a big room, maybe even bigger. And all of a sudden it is going, it's like somebody taking a sledgehammer to the wall, but running like at inhuman speeds, right? Around the room. So like, you know, a group of people on, on all four walls taking sledgehammers to the wall. That's what was going on. It was reverberating the room. It was so loud, knocking things down, knocking pictures, knocking things off shelves. Tucker's trying to eat the, the human or the ghost human thing <laughs> flying around. Yeah, I mean, my poor pup, he was, he started, you know, defecating right there. He was- Oh my like, gosh. Terrified. I take him, I, in, I run, I stay at a hotel for the night. It's about uh, time. And we're back there, you know, again, got to grab my stuff and belongings. At this point, we're, you know, probably a month away from, from graduating, right? So, like, there, there's no other place for me to go. Stuff's still there. Like, I'll deal with this. This is, this is terrifying, but, like, I don't, you know, don't have any other options. And I'm um, sitting, sitting in the room with a bunch of buddies one day. And, I mean, the, the room goes like if you were to go into a walk-in freezer that's how cold it got I and mean, we're talking north carolina in april like it's 70 80 plus degrees here already and are you living in the house by your because i know they had two roommates move out so is it just you and the other roommate or is it you by yourself at this point yeah yeah it's just me and the other guy gotcha yeah. um 
you know, after that event, you're not, you know, you're not getting anybody else in. Uh, no, absolutely not. I'm surprised you guys are still there. It's almost making me mad. So, uh, like freezing cold, see your breath. I mean, there's no, you know, we had no central air in this house. Um, you know, the window AC was near my bed, which is far away from, from where we were. And that wasn't even on. Uh, so there's no explanation as to how that room could get that cold for all of us to see our breath. Well, yeah, yeah, there is an explanation. It's the it's the thing that was flying around your living room with, with Tucker defecating right there. Uh, That's what I it mean, was. That was the cause. That, that house was straight up terrifying. Um, I mean, I still have goosebumps when talking about this today. It, it, it flat out scared the life out of me. And from what I from what I know, the house got bulldozed like as soon as we moved out. Um, and you know something a new structure went up. so the house got totally totally taken down. Um, Did you ever do research on the guy that, that that lived there that was mentally ill? Did you ever look into that and see what his like story we, what his story we was? Did, we did. We were not able to get any information other than, you know, had had a history of mental illness. You know, the, the police had been called there on numerous occasions for for numerous things, you know, noise violations to to angry outbursts. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty terrifying. Man, like your entire childhood into like college was supposed to be fun and like young and free, do your house parties. And it sounds like, I mean, my goodness, like the first what? This went on for like years, like 10, 10, 15 years straight. Yeah, I, I had a lot. Yeah, I definitely had a lot of uh, a lot of weird encounters, and I mean that ho- that house. No, at the end of it, by the time we were, we were probably in that home for, you know, nine months. So, the, and, and that was like almost on the regular. What I just described. So. Uh, how long have you been ghost free? Like you move out of the house, you move on with your life, start your career. Have you had anything happen since then with any ghosts, any places you've ever lived, or is it just kind of stopped there at that college house? No, it, it we actually just had an event in our our home. Oh back. Andrew, I will never meet you in person. We are strictly a virtual relationship moving forward. <laughs> so the 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 house we were in, um, we ended up having to do like significant energy clearing. Oh my gosh, man. Like daily, I mean, daily, uh, sage burning. Uh, it, it was, I have torches of it all around my house and in my yard. Yeah. It, it I mean, it was ter- terrifying, like straight up, um, demonic possession. That's, that's what happened in this, in this last home. And then, you know, knock on wood, you know, we're, we're good today, but you know, we still you never know. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're constantly doing clearings and cleansings. Um, Maybe we should just douse you in holy water or something. I don't know if that's what they do, but it sounds like you just need to be doused in something. I, I, that's Not fire, I, but like holy water. That's what kind of ended up having to really sort of happen. Like had it, had a, why did you have to play on the headstones? I mean, why? Why did you have to go out exploring and play on the headstones? I think that but, ruined you. But we're talking one, you know, like a full year now. We've we've been uh, we moved back here to North Carolina, and um, hopefully in the city. 
um, yeah, we're definitely in a much more populated area. And uh, good. Well, uh, we are we are uh, paranormal free. free. Well, you know, I I'm, I appreciate you coming on and telling the stories. I mean, I. I, I'm spooked, but I more just feel bad for you. I mean, this is terrible. These are terrible, terrible stories. These are horrible. I mean, look, I think it makes me uh, a more colorful. Oh, human. absolutely. There you go. Right. I love that you look at the positive side of things. And um, you know, there there is a whole there is a whole other side that like we just can't quite figure out. Right? There is another dimension. I believe having these experiences. I mean, now I full heartedly believe, you know, that these are, these are very real, you yeah. know, it's, um, how could you not after experiencing all of that? Yeah. You just don't ever believe that you'll ever come in, come in contact. Right. But, yeah. you know, this was not just like a one weird and sort of, event. this was 15 years of hell, basically. <laughs> these are a lot of events <laughs> in a lot of different places, you know, so it, it's kind of like, all right. I definitely, I definitely believe this, this stuff, you know, it's definitely strange. And, and when it happens to you, it's, it's terrifying. I mean, to that level in that last house and, and what we just went through in our, in our most recent home was just a terrifying experience um, that I don't want to ever have again. Like I'm happy to, you know, <laughs> not have those experiences again. Cause it is, it's it's terrifying. Well, I dude, I hope I hope you stay ghost free. But again, you know, I, I know there's probably a chance I might see you in the future. But I don't know. We'll have to Google some uh, some things to uh, keep us I'll, safe. Like we'll have to wear like a hazmat suit. So <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever's following you around doesn't. Uh, I don't know. Jump inside my body. But uh, dude, I appreciate you coming on. Um, and hopefully, you know, we talk virtually again sometime soon. Yeah, were those were those a little scary? Yeah, but I feel bad for you. I, I legit feel terrible for you. Like I, I was scared, like listening on all man. But it's more like, my goodness, you've been put through the ringer with this stuff, and then your parents still live in the house. Like what? Well, things could be worse because uh, coming up next week, it's our final episode for the It's All a Bunch of Hocus Pocus series. We're going to hear the story of one of the first female serial killers who supposedly killed her five husbands, her daughter, and I think it was her brother with arsenic fly tape. I mean, Andrew, your stories are pretty bad, but could you imagine like living this lady's life? Uh, that's next week on Intentionally Disruptive. Intentionally Disruptive is presented by Microbe Formulas. Creating solutions at work is what we do. Restoring hope and health is who we are. Visit us at microbeformulas.com. 